Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Going to be taking a look at Takashi Okazaki's Star Wars Visions comic. But first, got to let you guys know that our videos are brought to you by the comics that we make. So we need you to buy these comics. Red Room, the anti-social network. Red Room trigger warnings. Murder on the dark web for fun and profit is the name of the game in the Red Room universe. These are the comics that I have uh, out on the stands as of late. Uh, four complete stories in each volume and uh, 70 pages of additional material in each book collection. Jimmy has Hulk Grand Design Monster and Madness on the stands in issue format. Get them while they're hot. Uh, it is going to be getting a treasury edition format in early 2023 and we need you to pre-order those ASAP because it's been delayed a little bit by Marvel which gives us extra time to sell more copies. Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive has received a new printing. Uh, eight complete stories in this volume. So you have no excuse not to have this on your bookshelf. Man, a great representation of, of Jimmy's uh, Hallmark character. And without further ado, let's take a look at Takashi Sensei's Star Wars Visions, number one. Start right here with credits on the cover. You get one guy's credits, you know, and it's, uh, it's a cartoonist. Yes. You know, writing, drawing, do it, doing it all there. So pretty cool. My homeboy Takashi, man, creator of Afro Samurai. You might know, uh, know his artwork from uh, designing Sa Samurai Batman, or maybe it's Batman Samurai. Uh, Afro Samurai creator, he uh, shows up in that Criterion Collection uh, box set with um, uh, Godzilla, where it has a book full of illustrations and things. He does the Mecha Godzilla joint. Makes sense. Visiting the dude. If you're designing this book, don't you make Star Wars a little bigger? I think so. <laughs> Isn't that the sales point? What do people know? Visions or Star Wars? Yeah, they're not trying to sell very much. Uh, but that said, I scooped this up the day it came out and uh, was talking with Takashi. And, and as soon as I grabbed my copy, there was only one left in town. Scooped it up, hit him up like, dude, I finally I got it. Uh, he's like, yeah, I just got a call from the editor. It's going into reprints already. So, so it's doing well for him. Uh, met Takashi during Manga Quest number one in 2019 when I went out there. In fact, hooked him up with Aki Yanagi, who's going to be my uh, liaison at Tokyo Comic Con, me and Jeff Darrow. Uh, he uh, is translator mm -hmm. and uh, is my homeboy. Like we, we spent a lot of time together, and I blended the crew and introduced him to Takashi Okazaki because um, Nate, I think Nate Cabrera worked for a uh, top sh top cow for some time hooked me up with with a uh, sweet with takashi so this is like a book bound by kayfabe it's nice to see that kind of thing like relationships that form that way yeah where it's like we're all hanging out and here you are two years later we, and... we all ate brains together man with a with the ceo <laughs> of mandarake i guess that'll bond you and takashi was like oh it this is torture they kept bringing them yakitori skewers out and then uh me me and my homeboy hb were like are we caught in a politeness loop where they're just going to keep bringing food out if we keep eating it because we were fit to bust and they just didn't stop bringing food, turtle soup, all kinds of stuff. My homeboy, because they were bringing us some weird shit, my dude was like, I'm happy to eat this, but if they pull out a dick and balls on, on, a, on a stick, I can't eat that, man. Because it was like we're eating spleens and livers and all kinds of stuff. It felt like... That's wild. It felt like... uh you know, Temple of Doom a little bit, Turtle Soup, like all kinds of crazy shit. But A5 Wagyu, little Cubidat shit, really, really good. Uh, going to Takashi Studio, the dude uh, has a drawing table set up, does the Wacom, Cintiq, all that shit. 
but to the left wall there is a shelf above the drawing board where he has every astromech droid that ever made it to toy form all the way up to like the more expensive kind of franklin mint ones so when i see this element right here i'm like oh takashi's in his zone right uh, another piece that was uh, important to Takashi while while we were uh, kicking it, uh, Lone Wolf and Cub, giant giant influence uh, on the dude. You could see it in in Afro Samurai, and that has made its way into uh, this production. It's what you want in these comics, right? Like you want the guy to do what he's good at and what he's wants to do because yeah. it comes through you know like there's a lot of energy throughout this story and i think that's a result of hey what do you want to draw have at it afro samurai begun as a doujinshi it's one of those things that you're like a chalk on the forever man or something where where uh, there were like a thousand copies and it just so happened that one of those copies got into the hands of the right person who could uh expand it and make it much bigger which you know cartoon series i think uh some sort of ova type movie stuff soundtracks with with reputable rap crews the rizzo putting together shit like takashi's hooked up and if you even go onto his uh instagram like samuel l jackson is always commenting on his shit that's pretty cool yeah and you kind of have the the afro samurai yeah absolutely you mentioned the droids and Afro Samurai is like the other half of the team. Totally. And and there's a connection because like Sam Jackson does voices mm -hmm. in uh, Afro Samurai and was Mace Windu in Star Wars. So there's like this sphere of influence. Totally. It's, 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 this is the culmination. Now, breaking kayfabe, this is the second time we, we, we cut this video because of a fuck up I made. And one of the things that you mentioned when we first looked at it was some confusing storytelling, both visually and verbally and i think that verbal part is certainly noteworthy because fucking marvel editorial man it's all on aki to uh to get the point across and clearly there was no polish on uh the part of the editor in certain pieces because there is some confusing language it's the dude's second language like pick up the ball a little bit and help him out you know like that's the difference between this and uh the peach momoko comics that have that polished by Zach Davidson, who is a native English speaker, who's able to take the Japanese stuff that Peach provides and put a little spit shine on it to make it consumable for the American audience. Uh, that said, still a ball to look at. Uh, we have our, our uh, Afro Samurai and his <laughs> droid with a, with a rice paddy hat overlooking something. We see that he has a blind, so like, is he using the force uh, yeah, to, right. to, to do that look in? He's literally got like a blind man cane in the in the form of a uh, lightsaber. And I think it probably would have helped if we would have seen maybe that's right. the tops of our guys right here. Because yeah, that's what like I needed. Straight from that, that's the confusion for me in this opening scene is like, where's this guy in relation to what we're going to kind of now zoom in and focus on? Takashi's artwork is really interesting in comparison to so much other manga because he does not shy away from using like lots of black area, these chunky blacks that you just don't often see right. in very much manga. Maybe speaks to some of that Western influence. But uh, always able to communicate that that breeze with uh the hair of our main guy 
Yeah, the snow's a nice piece for that too, the sense of like movement and a sense of depth. And a very interesting color palette where it's almost completely grayscale with little grace notes of color throughout, little bits everywhere. And our lone wolf and cub shows up. Yeah, I, I suppose our hero. Sure, okay. Yeah, sure. And uh, what, what's fun about that is, like, you know, spoilers off the bat. Uh, the cub, we associate that with the recessive character. This is the top dog. Mm -hmm. This is the cub. We flip that in this comic. I really love this page. Like, once the fight happens, our layout goes from horizontals and verticals to these chaotic diagonals. Um, and you see like some really cool movement with like the lightsaber using that color sparingly to really emphasize that, but curving the lightsaber in conjunction with the diagonal panels, it's just like a blur. Beautiful designs, man. Yeah, like, a lot of detail on those guys. Super one of a kind. Uh, once again, he is the creator of that Batman Samurai or Samurai Batman where you take these archetypes in and then add the Takashi touch to it. That's what he's doing here. Mm -hmm. cutting dudes down uh it's only now in the computer age where we could get those lightsabers with that exact kind of action color's important with when it comes to the lightsabers and the blasters and stuff the the, the red is red is sith red is bad guys <laughs> that's so ridiculous it's like like whenever he guns up ready for action man that looks like something i would have drawn like 10th grade absolutely did you did you ever read uh the complete lo uh, lone wolf and cub mm -mm. it's two or three times where there's this kind of deus ex piece to the cart where he'll pick it up and it's almost like it's not a gatling gun it's maybe 10 muskets across and like five going down all connected to one fuse and he will bust that shit out like whenever there's like a horde of dudes coming at him he'll just leave pick it up, light that fuse, and shoot 40 muskets <laughs> at dudes. Uh, that's that's almost like what that feels like to yeah. me. And yeah, it, it really feels like a callback, yeah. hearing that description. And it's kind of what you're going to see here, right? Like, just wiping out this this group. Absolutely. Like how he chooses to do that, too, because we could have one where guys are cut in half. Yeah. Instead, we're zooming into the screams of, like, the last guy. Makes me wonder if he storyboarded Afro Samurai, because it, like, it has the beats. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the sort of like this kind of these close ups and things. I like seeing that because it's a distinct style choice, but it's in the storytelling. Yeah. Gives you a couple pages to mow these guys down. It has a manga pace to it, not too much dialogue necessary, uh, very visually uh, oriented. This feels Star Wars esque to me, you know, an alien the pan planet. Down. Yeah, you got the pan down, you got all the you know, moisture evaporator. And, and right now, we're, we are in, you know, Kurosawa's Hidden Fortress. And that's the one that has, like, the R2-D2 C-3PO guys mm -hmm. running around. Again, can't be an accident, right? Oh, totally. And there's even a Yoda in there, actually. A Yoda guy, like a hidden dude in the Hidden Fortress. Now we're joined by our uh, Afro Samurai-esque fella from the beginning. Afro Samurai meets Lone Wolf and Cub. And they both have competing droids. I would like to see a droid fight, like a like an astromech droid fight. That would be a nice thing to see at some point. Our guys getting chummy, going back and forth. Uh, our our Sith guy is very goth because he's like, I need pain. 
Pain is important. He's got the gnarly fucking scars and shit. I need pain because I cut a lot of dudes down. I need to be reminded uh, constantly of the work that I did. Yeah, the scars are pretty interesting because they look like uh, future stuff where there's like robotic elements yeah. in some of them and stuff. Like replace that shoulder joint. And nearly Blade of the Immortal. Right. I'm talking about the old wars, man. You just trade war stories. As old dudes in Hot Springs will. Yeah. At this point, he's taking those clone troopers and, and, and adding his Takashi touch to them. I think there are implications that this is Mace Windu. Uh, the the Sam Jackson character from the, from the prequels, he gets zapped uh, in uh, in the movies. That's how he gets dispatched. But in in our universe, he's still alive. Miraculously, yeah, that's a heck of a drawing. Which like both of these pages, just the impact, you know, of being hit by what feels like lightning. Yeah, even into like the line drawing right. transition. Like the book is full of this kind of nice, thoughtful drawing. Totally. And again, what you want in a, in, a, in a book, like it's a satisfying one issue. Yes. This piece right here, uh, I can't help but think of the Jodorowsky Mobius Inkle page where our guy meets like a, a god, you know, Japanese version. Yeah, and what a calm page compared to what we've seen up to this point. Yeah. You know, as a guy's meeting his maker or whatever, the afterlife, some it, moment of between life and death. It almost uh, implies there's a tone there. Like this is, you know, the creator of the force or something. Also great on scale. That bottom three quarter view of the face, man. Good luck drawing that, man. If I tried drawing this, like these eyes would be floating it's somewhere. Impossible. Like it's 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 such so solid and very well rooted. Makes me wonder if he's got a model for that. It's such a hard angle. Yeah. That's what, that's what I hope. Yes. Trace off a statue or something. It's what I tell myself. Yeah. If you learn different, keep it to yourself. <laughs> As our guys are trading their war stories, some uh, little Ewoks show up and are gambling <laughs> with our dudes. So cute. <laughs> Such a weird inclusion. Yeah. You know what it is. It's like, I want to draw all the stuff I want to draw. And I like Ewoks. There's like a bifurcation. There's, there's this line. Like, the people who are close to my age have no problem with Ewoks. But the dudes who are alive to see the first Star Wars in theaters, they cannot settle for that. That, that is bullshit. That is Muppets. Filibusterum continues uh, to the point where our guy is more aware and is giving out hints that he knows who this dude is and our guy's picking up all those hints so there is a little bit of attention there you get it non-verbally it's a new day our boy even with his back to him is still watching that guy, he's waiting for the move to happen and this was the other point of uh confusion for me sure so we've built to this, uh, it's going to be a showdown. Yes. You know, acknowledging, don't you have to kill me? Master Jedi. And we have literally the standoff. Yeah, that's Old West, you know, that's Sergio Le Leone kind of stuff of uh, staring at each other, the close-ups of the guns, the hands next to the holsters. Yes. And in the fan press, immediately, that is a purple 
lightsaber, the same saber that is in the hands of Samuel L. Jackson. Mm -hmm. Like whenever he, like he was working on some Tarantino stuff and he was doing press and they asked him like, what's your dream project? He said, I would love to be in Star Wars. And then George Lucas even lets him pick his lightsaber color. Uh, this is this is Mace Windu. You know, this is Takashi giving props to his his dude Samuel L. Jackson. We have our double page spread where the dudes, you know, like the next page should be standing and one dude falls in half. You know, if it was that kind of thing. But they're each kind of scoring a blow, catching dude like a little on the side, maybe, you know, it's tough to see. But it's unmistakable that our purple dude destroys that lightsaber. And here's where our editor needed to actually step in and maybe read the comic before uh, setting it off the press. Uh, because it turns out he just dispatches the, the Sith guy. He just destroys his lightsaber and keeps, keeps things moving. Uh, this line right here, if I had my hands on the sword, I would have died. He did have his hands on the sword. This, this, this is a literal, I, I have no idea. Something is fully lost in translation. Right. Because his hand was on the sword. Look, that's his hand on a sword. Yeah, I don't understand that. What, what is meant by that line? What yeah. is meant by the resolution of the story here? Yeah. So, I don't know. Get some answers, maybe. Yeah, and even this little piece where, you know, it's the ACDC concert. Put your lighters in the air. gets his little acknowledgement from his droid and the payoff is that you discover let's go master that it's the it's the droid that is the leader of that pack super fun to look at it is uh it is a match made in kayfabe thanks to aki and takashi hooking up whenever like i was out there this Japan. is one of those projects that I that I think is a cool thing for a Marvel DC to do. Yes. To take the stuff that they have, that they own, but allow artists to, like, go off and do a, your version of this. Absolutely. And as a single issue, like, we look at so many of these issue ones or single issues and stuff, and it's, if you're going to do a comic like this, like, make it stand on its own. If I buy one of these, I should come away with a satisfying experience, and I feel like this is an example that does it. Makes me wonder uh, if... CB is trying to Karen Berger, uh, Marvel with Japanese talent. We have Peach, we have Takashi on the hook. Uh, both of these creators, I don't know that their true visions were to begin with, with, with comics per se. Takashi does not have that many pages under his belt. Neither did Peach before she came. Uh, is that the secret? to woo Japanese talent over because they don't know, you know, they're not entrenched in the machine of manga at that point. But CB will be out at Tokyo Comic-Con. It doesn't feel like an isolated incident. Yeah, either, for sure. That he's doing this sort of thing. Anyhow, I'll get you your answers and hopefully a Takashi Okazaki shoot interview in a couple of weeks. Uh, K favors, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell so that we can notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, tell the people what's out there. Street Angel Deadly Scroll Live is back in print from Image Comics. This is eight complete full color stories of the Deadly Scroll Live, the homeless ninja on a skateboard. It's a great way to see my comics. This is where I point people to start. 
and Hulk Grand Design Monster Madness. The comic books are in stores now. The oversized treasury collection will be in stores in early 2023. You need to let your stores know you want a copy so that there are enough copies for everybody. But uh, that's the oversized treasury edition that you see the other Grand Design, the Fantastic Four and X-Men books. Uh, probably the best book I've designed so far. So pre-order that one and join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see a lot more of my comics and art. And I just put up a PDF of all of my comic book covers that you can download whenever you join. Red Room, the Antisocial Network, and Red Room Trigger Warnings are on the stands as we speak. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game in the Red Room universe. Each of these books contains four complete stories, as well as about 70 pages of additional material uh, inside each volume. I'm serializing new comics on my Patreon right now. Uh, Patreon.com slash edpiscor. Three bucks for the archive there. New strips every Tuesday. And uh, more than 300 pages worth of stuff up there as we speak. Good value, less than a penny a page for comics. Jimmy, just toss me that visual aid and let the people know what else we have out there, man. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also pick up Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, mugs, stickers, and lots more at our spread shop, also at the links below this video. Fantastic seeing all those Cartoonist Kayfabe shirts out at the conventions we've been to the Always past a couple, couple of weeks, man. Uh, and it's a great way to support the channel. Jimmy, given the merchant orders, will be on our way. Read more manga.